This is the Newsstand, episode 62. We're recording this on Friday, July 15th, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher, and tonight I'm joined by Arik Devins. Hey, Arik. Hey, Ryan. And Scott Nye. Hey, Scott. Hello. So, uh, we are recording on a Friday, which is something that we haven't done in years, it feels like, but uh, I had the night off, and so I was able to kind of plan a... Uh, impromptu newsstand. We typically record on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and uh, since I'll be at Comic Con next week, I wasn't going to have time uh, then to record the newsstand talking about the October titles, which were just announced today. And so here we are. All right. So October is a pretty interesting month. Uh, so, so I'm glad that we, I have Scott back because we just recorded a newsstand like last week where we talked about some of this stuff that we are going to cover tonight, uh, some of the things that Criterion announced, and then uh, a few things that we really had no idea that they were working on and kind of remained a secret, which is pretty special uh, when that happens. So uh, very excited to talk about the last couple titles that are coming out uh, in October. It seems so rare these days that uh, there's anything that hasn't been hinted at or spoiled or something. So it's pretty cool. I know the um, the fandom pages are just so notorious for revealing things ahead of time. And this month we got a couple titles that I don't think anyone knew were being rumored at. Or at least I haven't gone and, and checked to see if anything had come out that we kind of th- that led towards these titles being uh, anticipated. But they seemed they were pretty much just genuine surprises for me. Yeah, the pages went up like an hour or two before the announcements came. So I had a little bit of a lead on it. But yeah, they were certainly surprised then. Yeah, they really should just stop uploading uh, <laughs> yeah. actor, actor pages uh, until after the titles are up. Like just don't link to anything else until after the pages are up. And then you can start putting in, you know, then you can start linking to the actors and what they've done. Like it seems so obvious that that's what they should do unless they just like letting people have a little bit of a heads up, which, you know, I guess that's kind of nice of them. It's always very difficult to tell whether they're secretive or they just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I think it depends on the day. Yeah, probably. The first release of the month is pretty significant. We talked a lot about this in the last episode of the newsstand, and we've talked about it just in general um, over the years, but there is going to be a Criterion Collection release of Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, this is one that we knew was coming. We saw the cover art for it on Twitter. We talked a lot about it uh, last month or last week, uh, me and Scott. It they didn't fix the text on Pan's though. It's still, you know, spread a little too far apart. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm very disappointed in Criterion's uh, typographical <laughs> choices here. Uh, it seems just so painfully obvious that that's not, that's bad looking um <laughs> but you know we're it's there but you got your other big wish it's, it's their label so they can do what they want yeah i know <laughs> I, I did get i did get something out of this so yeah all right so they're going to be releasing pan's labyrinth um this one is getting an individual release uh in addition to something else but it's getting a new um okay so Let's talk a little bit about Pants Labyrinth and the supplements and special features listed on here. The first thing that I highlighted on the uh, listing was that they're describing it as newly graded 2K Digital Master. <laughs> now, yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Um, have they used that phrase before on other titles? Like, I know, you know, we, we're, we're about to have the new world. And they posted that whole thing about the new, like, color grading the movie 
um, you know, on the current last year before, before it was announced or earlier this year before it was announced. But I don't even know if I didn't even look to see if they had described that as being um, newly graded. It just seems like that stands out as being something that a lot of people talk about when talking, when reviewing Criterion discs and, you know, whenever the check discs go out and Blu-ray.com or DVD Beaver starts reviewing them, people immediately jump on um, whether or not the color grading is similar or different to other releases, whether it's similar or different to their memories of the film when it played in theaters <laughs> 20 years ago. Uh, similar or different to just descriptions they've read of places. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, The New World is listed as a restoration, which uh, Moonrise Kingdom was as well, another kind of more recent title. Um, which with those, you never really know like what they're restoring exactly. Presumably these elements have been kept in pretty good shape. So maybe I, I know, I feel like we've been, made mention of that in the past on past episodes. And so maybe they've paying attention to us or to other people talking about it. And just the language they use might be more precise in saying newly graded, which I definitely appreciate. Yeah. I mean, I just did a quick search on the Criterion's website. This is the only title that comes up in the in when you type in newly graded. So this is a new a, a new thing for them. Maybe they're trying to get ahead of all the people who will inevitably complain about some color shift. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too blue. That's what they'll say. That's what everyone will say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the two blue crowds. So uh, I sometimes hear those complaints, but we'll see. Yeah. For the most part, though, this is this has a lot of the same supplements that have been included on other Blu-ray releases uh, of Pan's Labyrinth. Um, but there are also now new interviews with Doug Jones. There's an interview with uh, Guillermo del Toro and Cornelia Funk about or Funky about um, talking about Pan's Labyrinth as well as fairy tales and fantasy. They did not apparently include. Uh, another part of their trip through his bleak house, which I was hoping they might do. And now I felt bad for you. I was looking for it. And there's not even a little more exclamation point. <laughs> You'll never see his DVD shelves. It's tragic. I have to just uh, invite myself to go visit him and, uh, and and maybe look at them, you know, myself and maybe make yeah, my own. Yeah, you gotta own. become his best friend. Yeah. I mean, you know, it can happen. It Totally. <laughs> I, be- I believe in you. I'm excited about this animated comics uh, feature, you know, featuring prequel stories for the movie. I don't know if that was included on other discs, but it's something that stands out and I'm going to, I'm definitely going to watch that. Other than that, you know, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff that we've seen before. There's just a couple of new features. I'm excited to see, you know, this new digital master as well as the, the audio options, which I think were kind of differing on whichever uh, Blu-ray you had before i was looking at the other blu-rays that i own for pants labyrinth and one of the things that stands out as like being you know kind of a remnant of early blu-rays is that the u.s edition like all of the special features are in 480 not 1080p mm-hmm. and so that and that is just something that you you would see all the time because the studios wouldn't either have like the materials available to them or they just didn't have the time to go back and master everything in 1080p so this will certainly have a leg up in that uh in that area do you think it's weird that they have the 5.1 and the 7.1 that's struck me as slightly odd um i don't think that's weird but uh i think it's, <laughs> i think it's good i think it kind of shows an intention to the evolving home theater market you know i mean some people have i mean i don't have either frankly but some people do have 5.1 and it's nice to have a mix that's kind of 
mix with that in mind, it's not like adjusting your system, like automatically adjusting to some 7.1 mix that doesn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I was thinking about 7.1 as though it was like adding something, but really it's just altering. So if they only yeah. had the 7.1, I guess it would be weird. So yeah, I don't have it, uh, it either. So, you know, I don't know. So last week when we recorded this episode of the newsstand, we were talking about the possibility of Pan's Labyrinth coming or the inevitability of Pan's Labyrinth coming. I brought up the idea of their of Criterion maybe re-releasing the other past releases of Del Toro, uh, Kronos, and Devil's Backbone, and maybe making a little box set. Um, you know, it'd be pretty easy for them since these, you know they all kind of fit together in a uh, series of, of his Spanish films. And sure enough, they did just that. <laughs> um, now it's not quite as simple as them just package repackaging the three releases and putting them Far in, from it. Is. in a slipcase. It never is. They're setting a whole new standard for uh, frustrating Criterion fans. <laughs> <laughs> Criterion completionists uh, were crying today when they saw the news. So what they're doing is they're releasing two separate editions, a Blu-ray edition and a DVD edition. They have two different covers. And from what I can tell, and I haven't gotten in touch with Criterion about this yet to kind of ask them the details of this, but... Um, just my reading of the the way that these are being described is that I think, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, if there's already, if you already know the answer to this or if anyone else has already found out the answer to this, but um, I'm imagining that the DVD edition is going to be a slipcase where you can fit the three DVDs that have already been released in clear cases. And I am predicting that the Blu-ray edition is actually going to be a box set that uh, is like a digipack that slides out and it won't contain the three individual Blu-rays, but it will actually be like a fold-out thing with the... And it's also going to contain a 100-page book uh, in it as well. Yeah, looking at the uh, 3D art that you posted on the Criterion Cast blog, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, that kind of looks to be the case. You know, that DVD case is kind of extra wide and uh, or extra deep. I, don't know, I guess it depends on how you want to look at it uh, dimension-wise. And then the Blu-ray version is kind of like all big and square and long and book size, basically. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, um, and I honestly don't have a problem if that's the case, but if it is, that means that I'm going to have to buy the set, the Blu-ray set, and the individual release of Pan's Labyrinth (laughs) in in order to have, you know, the the case. uh, A more perfect union. Yeah. And then some people might have to, yeah. and some people, maybe me also, uh, might have to buy <laughs> the DVD edition also because it has a different cover uh, on the slipcase. A really cool cover. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people commenting. There's a lot of people commenting on our Facebook page uh, about that, saying that they prefer the DVD art over the Blu-ray art. And I got to say that I, th- I think those people are wrong. And I think the, <laughs> I think the Blu-ray art is much nicer, much more elegant I agree. than the DVD art. Um I, I, I get why people like the other one, but I think that just the artist, um, what's his name? Vanya Sorolov? Is that the guy who did the... Uh, yeah. Uh, he's done a number of other... Uh, he's done several other Criterion covers, and then he's done lots of uh, Mondo prints. I actually own a couple of them. I think he did the um, the Devil's Backbone Mondo print, which I own. And then also I have like a, like a Dracula one that he did. And... Um, I think his style is beautiful, and I think it fits perfectly for the films uh, in this series, um, as well as kind of just it looks nice. And 
Um, I'm curious to see, you know, what this looks like in person. Yeah, I think that's the key is that I think the Blu-ray box is going to look really awesome in in person in your hand. It's a little washed out when you see photos, especially when they're smaller because it's all small details. Mm -hmm. Whereas the um, DVD box by, uh, what is his name, Guy Davis, is much easier to see from a distance on a website. Yeah. But I think think the Blu-ray one, I agree, will look much better in, in, in real life. I also wonder if it might be kind of like embossed or something and have some texture to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the text maybe with a little of that, that like gold leafing or whatever it is. Yeah, or like the shadows and that kind of cave thing we got going God. on. I don't really know what that is. But, I already yeah. own both of the Blu-rays, but I have to buy <laughs> this new box. I own none of them. I win. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, the pain of completionism. Yeah, I was a little bit more psyched for this before I found out that it had those kind of weird dimensions. Anything I can't neatly fit on the shelf, I feel a little uneasy about, so... We'll oh, is see. this another one that's going to stick out like uh, like Zatoichi? It looks like it. It looks that way, yeah. It does. Oh, man, I like that, but I'm weird. <laughs> it does. You got good shelves, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um. So, yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I guess it's not that strange, but it's interesting that they chose to do this. It's a, kind of like the first time where they've really gone in two different directions for the formats. Usually it's just they'll, you know, there'll just be a DVD version and a Blu-ray version. They've never done anything like this before. And an exclusive book for the Blu-ray version. Yeah. This is the first time there's a Blu-ray book and no DVD book, or did they do that? I guess when they split up the dual formats, but that kind of doesn't count. But there were like editions like Shortcuts, which is now losing the book, right? But right. this is the first time the book's only been Blu-ray, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's that's essentially why I think that the other the DVD case is just going to be a slipcase with those discs in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, and... As I predicted, this is on my birthday, October 11th, we're getting this, so <laughs> Criterion uh, just knows how to make me feel good and uh, listens to the podcast, obviously. Right around my mom's birthday as well, but I don't know that this is the gift I would get for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting that, I mean, I know that they've already released Kronos and the Devil's Backbone, but, but it's curious that they've used the Trilogia de Guillermo del Toro as the title like in Spanish but then all of the titles of the movies I you know Kronos <laughs> I guess is maybe in Spanish but like using the Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth as the titles for the films um, instead of using the Spanish titles for those films it seems like that would fit you know I, I, I kind of wish they had like just gone back and retitled them in Spanish for the set and then they could just you know leave the individual releases as the English titles. Keith could do a whole uh, completion segment about the, uh, shall we say, creative choices about whether or not to title in original language or English that have been through the years. I feel like we have had come up with an answer as to why that they do what they do as far as some titles I being. I think it's in- usually the one that it's more well known in for selling it. Yeah, or just whatever it's been titled in American releases in the past. Yeah, yeah, just so they can sell it better. But I mean, it is sort of wildly inconsistent. Yes, definitely, and it's so hard to predict because, like you know, sometimes the Satyajit Ray films will be in in English, and sometimes they'll be in you know in the original language as they're titled in the original language. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they'll be you know released the same day. (laughs) (laughs) So very exciting. I as we get closer to it, I, I'm so curious to see like what the interior packaging art looks like, and uh, they really did an amazing job with this, and so I am very pleased. So on the following week, we're getting uh, two different releases 
Um, we're getting a Blu-ray upgrade of Robert Altman's Shortcuts. Uh, very exciting, kind of hot on the heels of The Player. We're getting another Robert Altman uh, Blu-ray, um, you know, right around the same uh, time as uh, The Player and uh, a movie all that... All the you know, Tim Robbins. Yeah, all the Tim Robbins. Uh, <laughs> this one, as you, as you mentioned, this one had a book at one point and then um, lost that in the kind of in the earlier days of, of DVD, I, I, maybe it was just a few years ago that the, the book was discontinued. Um, but, uh, you know, I go back and forth. The books look nice and they certainly add kind of value when you're considering buying a Criterion disc. But how often people actually go and read the books that are in those sets are probably uh, very rare. I think I've read one. So this, I would this is one of the couple I've read. Actually, I do love Raymond Carver so yeah. much. Did you read the Criterion Edition one when you read the book? Or I did. You... Yeah, it was the only copy I had of those stories at the time. Now I have a couple other collections floating around here somewhere, but I'm still glad to have that Criterion Edition. Yeah, I read the Red River book. That was the one I read. Oh, nice. So this one is going to be a strict up, blue, uh, upgrade, right? Okay, upgrade or reissue. Uh, I think this uh, is upgrade. an upgrade. Okay. So yeah, this is a... the same cover, same supplements. Okay. Although it is a new transfer. Right. Well, yeah. Um, but no uh, new supplements, no new cover. It's essentially... Right. Um, it is, it a... is a two-disc. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, mostly just because the f- of the film's length, I would imagine, and all the, the lengths of all the supplements included. Like, they couldn't just squeeze that all in one disc. There's a feature-length yeah, documentary, so, so yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I think all the supplements are the same. I don't think they've added anything new to it. But this is a great movie, and if this gets you know this film into the hands of more uh, Criterion fans who might have been waiting for it, then you know that's perfect. Uh, we covered this on the podcast back in 2010, and I, I so I haven't watched it since then. But I would love to go back and rewatch it again. So uh, it's a good excuse for Chronicles. Yes, definitely. The other release on the 18th is Richard Linklater's Boyhood. This is one. I just realized how many long movies there are this month. <laughs> yeah, there are Oof, a lot of yeah. long movies, especially when we get to the uh, Tree of Wooden Clogs. Yeah. But uh, Boyhood was released back in 2014. Um, this one premiered. This is a movie that Richard Linklater has been working on over the past 20 years and something that he has, had kind of sketched out uh 20 years ago as a as an ongoing project and found this you know group of people that he you know some that he was related to some that he had been working with before and then this new uh this young boy Eller Coltrane uh to kind of sketch out a movie that would take place over the course of you know t- I guess like 10 years maybe it's not 20 12 years. yeah 12 years 12 yeah 12 yeah years. um so we we follow him from when he's a little kid to when he's graduating from high school and going off to college. And um, this premiered at the Sundance Film Festival back in 2014. And I had a chance to see it when it premiered at South by Southwest that year, which was fun because he's um, Linklater is from Austin. And so he was there and, you know, it was like kind of a big moment because this is something that he had been working on for so long. And, you know, he's so involved with filmmaking in Texas and, you know, so many of, the, you know, this movie takes place there and is shot there. And um, so it was a big kind of, you know, a fun moment to be there. And there's a lot of energy in the room as uh, everyone was kind of, you know, getting a little a little teary during some of the moments just because there's like, you know, it, this movie doesn't take, you know, it's not a 
super dramatic film, but it just kind of, you know, dramatizes a series of very small moments over the course of your life that almost anyone, I think, growing up in America uh, over the past couple decades could probably relate to something in this movie. Yeah, I'm glad we're getting it so soon. I was, I thought it would be a couple more years, you know, like with the Wes Anderson releases, it's usually three or four years between theatrical and criterion, but uh, this was a treat. Yeah, the uh, so IFC had been funding this movie over the years, and so they had the distribution rights to it theatrically, and then um, this is one of the titles that I think Paramount had worked out a deal with IFC to release a regular Blu-ray edition of the film, um, kind of following the theatrical release, and it's kind of right around the time of the the awards season, um, where you know where this one was nominated and won some awards, and then over the course of the um, you know press junket leading up to uh, the I think the award season and the and over the course of the theatrical release, it was kind of implied and confirmed in a number of places where Linklater would say that you know they were working on you know interviews and documentaries for the the Criterion Collection release of the film. And then once that, you know, it was announced that someone else was doing the Blu-ray, um, it seemed like maybe they were there was going to be this delay. Uh, several months ago, this was one of the titles that was kind of spoiled at by um, Phantom Pages going up for it. Um, but it didn't happen that month or, you know, it seemed like it was about to happen a couple months ago and then it didn't happen. And so now it's just been a matter of like waiting out to see when this was actually going to happen. Um, this features in the supplements one of, uh, I think, a, a video essay from Michael Koreski, which is probably one of the last things that he did for Criterion before uh, moving on to his new role. I mean, they can always bring him back for these kind of things. I'm oh, sure this is yeah. far from the last we have heard of him from Criterion. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Excited for the commentary. Uh, always love good, good commentary. And Linklater holds the ground there very well, that kind of thing. And I feel like the documentary is going to be like watching the film all over again. <laughs> I was curious on your guys' thoughts. People on the on the forum are really anti uh, the cover for this one, but I actually really like it. So I was curious what... I like it too. Yeah. yeah I think it's perfect for the movie. Um, if anyone out there is interested in like, you know, photography and boyhood specifically, there is a book out there that they, um, that they published uh, maybe earlier this year where it kind of features, you know, a lot of the photographs from the set of the film over the course of the years that they were making it, which, um, and it actually looks a lot like the cover that they use for the, this criterion release. Um, but yeah, I think it's perfect for the movie. I don't know. I have the, I think I bought the other Blu-ray, the, the regular one, but I don't even know if I've opened it now. I think it's sitting on a shelf somewhere. Peak uh, Ryan. Oh man, I, your collection is getting out of control. Yeah, it's uh, so funny. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that that didn't feature very many supplements, if anything. It was probably just like, you know, the EPK stuff that they released for the film. Um, yeah, if I remember correctly, that one was pretty bare bones. People were like, oh, okay, they're doing it, but they're not doing it. Like, the, they're leaving Criterion to do the right. good one. Yeah. There was a post on, what was the thing that they had posted on Instagram um, earlier today that was from this Richard Linklater documentary? That's not the documentary that's included on here, right? I don't know what those things are called. Those little, like, paper... Oh, the f- the, f- the fortune teller. The fortune teller things. Yeah. Um, and... Someone had posted, um, oh yeah, so the fortune teller thing, but I think this is actually from the Linklater documentary. Um, and I, I, some people were imagining that maybe this was going to be 
included as um, you know, maybe it's going to get a criterion release in some form. Like it's going to be included. Oh, it's called Richard Linklater dream is destiny. And um, I think it might be touring now, but it's, um, you know, it's interesting that they posted that specifically uh, on, on this, on their profile. And so anyway, uh, it's not on this, this boyhood release, which means that maybe it's going to be on some future thing. A lot of people were disappointed that, you know, this didn't also come alongside a box set of the uh, before trilogy. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Can't have everything all in one month. I know. Um, we can get to the other stuff that they left out this month that had, they had teased out. But, um, but, yeah, I'm very excited to go back and watch this movie. This is one of the... Uh, I mean, as soon as I saw this, I was like recommending this to my mom and my aunts. This is something that I thought a lot of people um, should see. And I think... You know, thanks to the the award season, a lot more people went out and saw it than you know might otherwise have seen a Richard Linklater movie uh, like this one. All right, so the last two releases of the month are a couple of uh, titles that we had mentioned earlier that were kind of surprises, both on October twenty fifth. Uh, Spines eight forty eight forty one. Uh, we're getting the Tree of Wooden Clogs from Hermano Olmi. Uh, an Italian film shot in what is so the language that this movie is uh, what is it Berg Bergmanesque not Bergmanesque that's the Bergamo esque Berg, Berg, uh, let's see here uh, oh shoot I lost it already um, you had it earlier what was it it was Berg where is oh, it man. I think you had it with Bergamo esque because that's yeah, I, I, I the province it takes place yeah. in yeah Bergama Bergamosque Bergamosque okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bergamosque, but I could have sworn that it was Bergman-esque. And I oh, thought, I wish it was Bergman-esque. And I thought it was a joke. <laughs> so this is a... Berg, Bergamosque is a uh, dialect, an Italian dialect that uh, is like confined to a very specific region in Italy. Um, the film is in that, but it also contains an Italian language alternate track. Um, this is a movie that had, I think this was the one that had just played at, um, the cinema, uh, Cineteca Ritrovato, um, in Bologna earlier this summer. And one of the supplements is a discussion of the film at the festival, which just happened like a month, like a couple weeks ago. So it's interesting that they were able to get that as a supplement so quickly, uh, onto this release. Making it happen. Yep. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Had you heard of this movie before? I had not. Yeah, I, uh, apparently it won the Palme d'Or in I mean, yeah, I, I guess but... I must have heard of it when I read, you know, the list of Palme d'Or winners at some point in my life, but I <laughs> certainly didn't follow up on it. But it looks beautiful. I watched the clip on YouTube and it was very clear that I should just wait for the 4K restoration. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Did you watch the trailer, like the Koch Lorber trailer that's on YouTube? Oh no, I didn't see that. It's really funny. It's just it's funny because of like <laughs> the narration, uh, and they're trying ah. to make it you know like appealing to an English speaking audience, and so it has a very dramatic uh, reading oh, yeah. uh, description of the movie, and uh, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, that era of foreign language trailers is a, a special one. Oh, the I, ones where they don't want you to know that it's subtitled. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, I love so it. it's like a coming of age. <laughs> yeah, a family. No, it's that is almost exactly what they. I'm what sure. They do <laughs> <in this trailer. laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was a fake trailer at first. I thought it was, was like or like a fan trailer that someone had put together just because of the font choice and everything and then like the dramatic reading of it. Um but no, it, then at the end it's like, you know, get pick this up on DVD from Koch Lorber. Or maybe it was like screening theatrically through them. Um anyway, yeah, this movie does look fantastic and um it you know kind of made me think of the um like the emigrants and the the new land uh, a little bit just in like the kind of feel of, uh, of, of what we were being shown. I mean, it's, you know, different kind of story, but, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Also very, very long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The movie is almost three hour or a little over three hours long. Yeah. 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 They're packing it all on one disc though, making it happen. I know. Um, in addition to, uh, supplements, an hour long episode of the South bank show with, uh, with Olmi and like, you know, visiting the farm where the movie was shot and the, uh, cinema retrovado, um, discussion of the film plus archival interviews and trailers. I mean, they're putting a lot on one disc. Uh, the cover art was done by Efron Miller and I think it looks great. Yeah. It's a nice one. This is a really yeah, good month. It's my favorite for covers. cover of the month. It is a really good, um, co- uh, month of covers, uh, overall. It's not my favorite. My favorite's the next one, but Watch it out. is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that same uh, week from Criterion, we're getting a new Spanish film, something that we haven't had in quite a long time. Uh, or maybe Unless like... You count Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> 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 Two Spanish films in one month. Well, I guess it's I a guess big maybe four. <laughs> if, you count the, you if you count the re-releases. Yeah. Uh, the first film in the Criterion Collection by Luis Garcia Berlanga, uh, The Executioner. This is one where there, uh, I don't think there has been any U.S. release of this film on DVD, and there certainly is no Blu-ray uh, out there right now, or high-definition version of the film. Um, this is a 1963 film uh, from Berlanga, um, kind of poking fun at... Uh, you know, the death penalty and, uh, or I guess capital punishment specifically. And then, um, you know, at the current, you know, the then current Franco, uh, regime. So, uh, always great to have another Spanish film in the collections features a new interview with Pedro Almodovar, uh, as well as, um, interviews with, uh, or, you know, a, a new, uh, program on Berlanga as well as featuring interviews with his son and film, Spanish film critics and, um, this, uh, t- Spanish television program, uh, on the film itself. This is another one that I hadn't heard about until now. And apparently this is one Same. of the best Spanish films of all time, but, uh, <laughs> it's great when Criterion like helps dig up these titles that we should have known about all this time and never did. Scott, had you heard of the director? No, uh, people were, the way people are talking about him on the forum, though, I'm super intrigued. And yeah. I watched the trailer for this on YouTube, and it definitely it didn't have any subtitles or anything, but it looks pretty distinctive and pretty wild and very funny. And yeah, this will be a rare day one purchase for me. And I, I usually wait for sales on a lot of these, but I'm definitely going to pick this up when it comes out. So the cover art is done by Brian Stauffer. And I think this might be his first Criterion cover. His name didn't sound familiar, and I haven't uh, seen anyone mention any of those other things that he's done. But um, just looking at his website, it looks like he's done quite a lot of other, you know, graphic illustration stuff uh, around 
the world. So very exciting. I think that painting is just uh, like very striking in the, amongst the titles this month. It definitely uh, asks more questions than it answers, <laughs> which is what I like. I think about it. It's like, what the heck is going on in this movie? I just, I really want to know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, overall, uh, you know, it's so nice when we get when we're surprised, and usually the surprises are the Blu-ray upgrades, and uh, it's you know, I was just it was refreshing, I guess, this month for me. Um, no Eclipse box set this month. We have to point out again, uh, but you know, I guess this they is just... apparently. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. This is apparently the longest break between Eclipse box sets we've ever had. Yeah, um, I don't know what criteria. I guess you know they just they have their hands full. They're they're busy repackaging stuff. They're busy re, you know reissuing <laughs> stuff. Uh, they just don't confusing have people <laughs> with confusing books. people, angering people, <laughs> uh, frustrating completionists. But yes, I mean they're just giving us stuff to talk about essentially. Thank goodness for that. I know it would be so boring if everything was just predictable and uh, you know made sense to everyone and you know there was just like the same gvds and the same blu-rays yeah we'd have nothing to do (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah a very exciting month overall i'm very uh, you know obviously that that it's going to be expensive for me (laughs) with all these uh (laughs) triple and quadruple dipping of the guillermo del toro films but i guess i gotta do it you're going to be Guillermo del Toro criterion complete. <laughs> I know. I don't know. There's nothing else now I'm for them to get from del Toro unless they were to fund some of the unproduced movies that he hasn't been able to do and, and you know, get the exclusive rights to release them. Um, I mean, Pacific Rim is an obvious candidate, I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's going back to that Armageddon. Well, you know, Oh man, if they were to do that, that would just that would uh that would be insane. <laughs> that would be the most fun month on the forum ever, I think. <laughs> I like that movie by the way, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Um so several months ago, I tweeted that Criterion or I tweeted, you know, that essentially that Criterion was going to be releasing the film Tampopo uh and sure enough, we now have confirmation of that. There is the new calendar out from the Film Forum. And starting October 21st, for uh, two weeks, they're going to be showing a new 4K restoration of Tampopo, uh, Juzo Itami's film. This is going to be get a Janus Films theatrical release and somewhere down the line, a Criterion Collection home video release. Um, a movie that has kind of desperately needed to be restored and... Uh, you know, this is restored a, a new 4K restoration from the original camera negative. Um, so it's, you know, it's always nice when we get something that kind of pure uh, re-released. And um, yeah, very exciting. I'm this so is another excited. one I don't know anything about, but just briefly reading up on it. Now I can't wait for it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. It's it's a classic. It's so good. I don't know. Is there any other Criterion news that you guys have been following along with on the forum discussions or anything that we should cover before uh, wrapping things up for tonight? I mean, I was kind of planning for this episode to be a little bit shorter than others, but um, was there anything else that you guys had um, that we should mention to, you know, kind of lead ahead? Was there anything that you were hoping might get an October release that that didn't? 
Well, many, uh, many things, yeah. But. Well, yeah, <laughs> just anything they've been teasing, really. I mean, certainly His Girl Friday is high on my list. I guess the one thing is just worth saying for crate hearing buyers and collectors out there is to, in the future, hop on those uh, coupon codes at Barnes & Noble early and often, uh, or they might be snatched away. I know. that's uh, That was a sad day when, when suddenly I was getting all these tweets from people saying, you know, what's going on with this code? It's telling me that it's, that it's expired, but this is supposed to go for, you know, like a little over a week or two. And then, sure enough, Barnes and Noble replied on Twitter saying that, yeah, this this code has been discontinued or you know disabled or whatever however they phrased it. But yeah, um, it's pretty oh, sad. God, between that and them also um, changing the rules on different codes as the time has gone on, there was that one of the codes was listed on the top of the page, like use our code, and then wasn't working. Oh so wow, that's that's especially fun. Um, have you guys talked about the 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 white? line issue that, that they've been talking about on the forum um i have been seeing that discussed but we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet um so there's uh, what what is the release that people have been noticing this on or what are the, some of the releases that people have been uh a room with a view barcelona the graduate and the in-laws are the four so far that are sort of known and is this have this and this is like a this is not a hardware thing this is like a specific like this is on every criterion disc that people have inspected uh, it's unclear. Um, some people I think are saying they're seeing it. Some people are, are, are not seeing it. Um, and so it, it doesn't seem that it's like the disc, but then again, people on different, uh, TVs and different, uh, setups are, 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 are seeing it and they're not seeing it on other discs. So it's, it's kind of unclear exactly what's going on. I, I have to say, I think it feels more like a, a hardware issue for people rather than a, a software, but it may be a, like a, combination of both kind of thing so what it looks like is someone posted a picture on the forum and it's like these horizontal white lines um or do they move down the screen is it like tracking lines almost i think they do move yes or uh, they flash on and off at least okay you know i think there was someone else who had mentioned something wrong with the mulholland drive disc that criterion hasn't responded to and I, maybe this is the same thing um I can honestly say that I have not noticed this on any of those titles, um, but maybe I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Maybe I was just not paying attention, but I wonder if it's like a, like a, a specific type of television or a specific type of Blu-ray player that's causing that. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking, given that I'm looking a little more into the, into the, what they're saying. And it's like some people, it's a certain subset of people. And I think it probably is just that the, the mastering is messing with some set of, I don't think it's one TV or one Blu-ray player, unfortunately, but some set of them are apparently causing problems with those discs. Have you guys been following along with the reviews of the Andre, Ru- or not Andre, Andre Rublev, but the Tarkovsky Blu-rays from Artificial Eye and how they have been apparently like um, not mastered correctly for the disc where like the gamma levels are off or they haven't been compensated for because there's like this known bug in the QuickTime codec that like changes the gamma levels uh, and then you have to like compensate for it when you're putting on a Blu-ray disc. I have not seen that, but that is unfortunate. No, yeah, that's horrible, especially how long everyone waited for those discs. Yeah, so apparently like they're a little bit mm, brighter than they should be and it's mostly because of the the codec and it's not and and people like blu-ray producers who know about that that kind of bug in the software 
know to correct for it when when mastering the discs and anyway apparently like this is affecting some of the the tarkovsky blu-rays and um you know i mean you know maybe criterion will issue these eventually but for now these are like you know for especially for things like andre rublev and mirror the mirror um you know this is and eventually stalker uh, these are like the our only options or our only affordable options um so i don't know I'm, i mean i've pre-ordered my disc so hopefully you know andre rublev is in the mail to me and we'll get here eventually but um yeah that's it's pretty disappointing to read that although like it, that is one of the problems that i don't really care that much about and probably won't i probably won't even think about uh too much after we're done talking about it here tonight i'll just think like oh yeah there was something wrong with this release but it looks fine to me so um and i think that might be a thing that you you could probably just adjust your tv settings to compensate for although that that's not ideal um but you know it seems like something that you could fix on your own if you wanted to well, guys, thanks so much for joining me tonight for talking about this stuff uh, on such short notice. And everyone out there, thanks for downloading the show. Uh, if anyone is going to San Diego next week for Comic-Con, uh, feel free to come by the Bootlegger Bar on uh, Market Street on Thursday at 8 p.m. We're going to have our meetup, uh, and our meetup is going to be sponsored by Filmstruck. <clears throat> They're going to be covering the drinks. So if you want to come hang out with David Bax and Tyler Smith from Battleship Pretension, as well as the guys from the Warner Archive will be there and maybe a few other special guests, um, drinks will be on Filmstruck. All right, everyone. Thanks again for downloading the show and we'll see you next week. Actually, no, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, I guess, when <laughs> uh, whenever we have more news to talk about or when the November titles are announced. So Ryan will see some of you next week. At, uh, I will see Diego. you next week. <laughs> and we will talk to you sometime next month. <laughs>